almost midnight on Tuesday, October 23rd, 2018. I just checked, it's about to be a full moon tomorrow night. The hunter's moon, that's very lit. Um, so this episode is very excited about. Um, it's with a poet whose work I really admire. I really, really thoroughly fuck with. And um, I first encountered, so it's Gina Myers. Um, she has a couple poetry books out. Most recently, and what this podcast is about, is a chapbook put out by Barrel House from 2017. Um, and then she also has a couple other books from 2013. Break It Down. Sorry. Hold It Down. From 2009. A Model Year from 2009. So I encountered her work. Um, must have been last year. We talk about this a little bit when it happened. Um, I had just moved back to Philly um, from California. I just drove across. It was actually my first time since leaving in early 2014, which incidentally is right around when this book is set. Um, first time back at the college I went to outside of Philly, Swarthmore's campus. I was reconnecting with my fiction advisor from when I was at school and it was during the school year so he was busy and he said you know I'm doing there's a reading with a bunch of people who are related to to campus um, that you could come to so I drove out I drove out from Philly to, to campus just outside of the city it's the first time back it was really you know you go back to an old place to, 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 to campus and the circumstances of me leaving um, were a little strained so I was feeling a type of way and uh, Gina Gina Myers actually worked at, at the school not as a teacher just just worked there and um, you know so as people were reading it was um, different different people who taught there who I might have peripherally been aware of and then Gina she she read her stuff and I was just completely completely floored by it um, and I bought the chapbook from her and basically I've been, ever since I started this podcast, this is someone who I wanted to reach out to, um, but I just was, I don't know, I just never did until very recently, and uh, we were able to link up and uh, had a really good sit down about this book. Um, so it's called Philadelphia, and it's about just moving to Philadelphia and in 2014, and um, just kind of just 20, about 20 pages just charting the feeling of being in a new place and wondering whether you made the right decision to move there and uh, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a lesson in how, how much you can say in a few words and I uh, have all the poems on, on my phone so like I'm always reading them to people and reading them for myself to calm me down when things feel too gnarly. Um, so she reads one of the poems in the podcast, but I just wanted to read one um, just to give the listener a sense. But uh, yeah, I'm really grateful for her for getting back to me, and I'm really glad we were able to have this conversation. But I'm just going to read this poem, and then um, 
we'll get into it. There is no breeze. I do not put myself forward. I am just here, walking down the sidewalk, refusing to make sense of things that can't be made sense of, and appreciating my insignificance. She said it was when she knew she wasn't special that she could write poems. A lot of people want to be somebody. I just want to get through the day. Yeah, so, uh, Sheena Myers, she is the editor of the Tiny, she's co-editor of the Tiny Magazine. Um, link in description, which is, a we talk about it. Um, and then finally, uh, on this full, mo- full moon Wednesday, she's reading tonight, actually, if anyone is in the Philly area, uh, for Pro-Lit Magazine reading series. Something's creaking in my backyard. Um, tonight, uh, October, Wednesday, October 24th, at Wooden Shoe in South, in, on, on 704 South Street at 7 p.m., um, reading with a few other people. Um, so yeah, if anyone's in the area, and, uh, hell yeah, let's, let's, let's get it. Didn't matter before, why would it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it last uh, fall that you had a reading at SWAT? Yeah, I was. I think it was last fall. I, I, I thought yeah. it was 2016 because I moved back out here in 2016. Okay. In my, in my imagination, like. Yeah. Um, I was like not sure if I was gonna move back. I moved back mm-hmm. right after. Trump actually yeah oh okay like so then it was like and then I, I yeah. kind of was going back to campus and I was uh checking in with my uh like mm-hmm. my you know Greg Frost the, the, he teaches by name but not yeah, yeah. Writing there. and I came back and I was kind of right because he much, read that night exactly yeah and he said oh I'm just reading and I'm busy and I was kind of like feeling all this trauma about going back to campus and then like he read that poem and I don't know it just kind of like blew my mind yeah. Um, and then I bought the chat book from you, and then, yeah, and then I've been meaning to, like, try to email you. Yeah, t- 2016 might be right. It, it, it's hard, yeah, I yeah. don't remember exactly. I don't work there anymore exactly, either, so yeah. I'm, like, trying to rem- yeah. So just, you're, but you're living in Philly still. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously. So then, basically, a couple of weeks, I've been meaning to reach out to you for a long mm-hmm. time, and then a couple of weeks ago, I was at this reading, the Eileen Miles reading. Oh, yeah. I thought I recognized you, yep. so then it was, like, a sign. I was like, I have to email <laughs> And then, uh, it was all good, but, um, yeah, so... Talking about Philadelphia, that's your most recent book out, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I guess the first, yeah, I don't even know where to start. I have so many <laughs> notes, but um, there's just so much about, I guess I'll just talk a little bit about how it was making me feel. Sure. And there's so much about kind of moving a lot mm-hmm. and being, not being able to stay in one place. Yeah. And, um, also, that time frame—it's kind of interesting now. It's going to be bad because this mm-hmm. is supposed to be a conversation with you. It's going to start out with like a five-minute monologue. <laughs> but um, the time frame is August through October, yeah. right, of 2014, mm-hmm. and it's like October right now, yeah. 2018. And there's such a sense of like the seasons changing mm-hmm. throughout the 20 pages. So it's kind of like—I don't know—it's like the fall now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah with moving there's so much about moving and not being able to stay still like 
is that stuff you're, you're feeling still now? <laughs> That's why I was kind of like, yeah. people always say in Philly, like, oh, I'm going to move. I got to leave Philly. <laughs> and I like always read that part in the book where yeah. you're like pricing because I just like have them on my phone now because mm-hmm. I gave copies to other people, but I have all the poems on my mm-hmm. phone and I always read that part. So yeah, how... Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, so I grew up in like the same... I lived in the same house my entire life until I moved for college. Okay. And so it's weird that I had like a very kind of stable yeah. Yeah. home life as a child. But once I was like out on my own, it yeah. just became extremely unstable. And that was and in Michigan, yeah? That was in Michigan, yeah. And so I've pretty much moved every three to five years okay. as an adult. And... Um, I've been in Philly for four years now, yeah. and a lot of people have made a big deal about that. And it's fair because the last three places I've lived before Philly, I only stayed three years. And okay. it was almost three years exactly, which yeah. is kind of funny, like, to the date. Yeah. Um, so so being here four years is a big deal. And I definitely yeah. had a moment, and it, it was, like, funny because it was definitely before the three-year mark where I suddenly was, like, I can't live here anymore. Yeah. I need to look somewhere else. And and I don't know what that is. Well, I was me. going in a yeah. month in, right? A month into living. Oh, I know, I know. Pricing, pricing, <laughs> well, yeah, there's like a weird, um, especially because I, I do love Michigan. I love where I came from. I'm from a small city called Saginaw. Is that close to Detroit? or? It's or? an hour and a half north of Detroit and Flint's between them. And okay. so I oh. kind of say like Flint's a smaller Detroit and Saginaw's a smaller Flint. Okay. Because um, they actually have a lot of similar issues gotcha. and um, were founded similar ways, like the auto factory for gotcha. huge parts and shaping all of those cities. And um, Saginaw's now, like, and it's also lost more than half its population, which is yeah. what Flint has done and Detroit also. So, um, but Saginaw's small. It's now moving under- away because there's no work? Yes. Or- yeah. gotcha. um, and so that was also a thing about growing up there is you kind of grew up there knowing you had to leave. Yeah. Um, what are your parents Or that if you do? stayed, there were a few options. Yeah. Um, they were both social workers, okay. and they're Same both retired parents. now. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah they did. Um, they were both in child protective services. Gotcha. And kind of got into it at a time when you didn't have to have a college degree. You could just take a state test. Okay. And, um, like a civil servant type test. Gotcha. Good place. Yeah, so then where where were you living before? So I, yeah. I, I wanted to, as soon as you emailed me back, I was like, oh, I gotta get every other book. And, like, read them. and I was like, chill, bro, chill. Like, it's all good. But I did read some poems I found online, like the Hold It Down one. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were living in Atlanta before yeah. this? And then. Um, yeah, I was in Atlanta right before I moved to Philly. Right before Philly? And before that, I was actually in Michigan again okay. for three years. And before that, I was in Brooklyn gotcha. for like five years. So gotcha. that's pretty much it. Like, I've yeah. moved around in, to various cities in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, mostly just to like where I went to college and then back to my hometown. But, um, right. but it was, yeah. Uh, so, like, once I left, I went to college at Central Michigan University and then went from there to New York. And then went from New York back to Michigan. Gotcha. And then Michigan to Atlanta, and then Atlanta here. Yeah. So then, do you feel like you still you do still feel those same things of like the the restlessness? Or? Definitely. Yeah. And I although it's it's hard because I like to think oh I'm getting older and maybe I can like yeah. settle down and you know like yeah. whatever that means I don't yeah, know what settle yeah, down yeah. even means but it's yeah. I think it just means stay somewhere long yeah. you know for long enough um, but. I, th- I feel like right now I'm very happy with my life in Philly. Yeah. But I'm someone who easily, like, if I feel like everything goes to shit, I would just jump oh, yeah. ship. You know? <laughs> like, like, it's kind of... Right. And I haven't outgrown that. I'm, th- I'm 38 years old. And, yeah. like, I've, I haven't, 
have lost that feeling. Of Our, just like, yeah. and, and every time I visit a new city, I do like get excited about that city. And yeah. I had never been to the Pacific Northwest before. And just this summer I went to Oregon. I have one of my best friends from Atlanta now lives in Salem. Salem? She's not in Salem. She's in Independence, which is gotcha. like near Salem. Cool. A much smaller town, like 9,000 people, you know, just tiny area. But I had a blast and I was yeah. like, I could live here, you know, but I'm also like, but I'm not yeah. looking, you know, but yeah. I have those. Especially feelings. that area. There's definitely like a idyllic getaway aspect to like, yeah, the like we went hiking and <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. you know, everything was beautiful. Just get outerwear yeah. and go and hike. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely felt like that was. I was trying not to think too much about like what I want to talk about because then it wouldn't be natural. But I definitely felt like my main angle of interrogation was going to be like because I, I think I've been feeling like I'm uh, 27 and I was, I've been feeling a lot of that like I well yeah just everybody else is like locked into their guides and I'm still like pretend you know yeah. out here and so I was like. I'd read the phone, and there's, I don't know, there's such an element of, there's such an element of, like, I don't know, like, it's getting cold, like, how cold is my apartment going to get this winter, um, and the earlier one, you're, like, you know, there's, like, stuff about money, but then there's also, like, an indifference to it, and Mm -hmm. there's, like, an element of, like, um, I don't know, like, you say stuff like accepting your insignificance or like not trying to resolve like what you can't resolve mm-hmm. or something but then there's also like a, I don't know like a commitment to like whatever grind you're yeah. doing I feel like so I'd always kind of like read that for like um, justification for my inability to like but then I'm like I wonder if you still feel those things now or, you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. or if like I mean it wasn't that long ago right, right. four years ago yeah yeah um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that early on in my life, I knew I wanted to pursue life as an artist of some sort, and yeah. I was really into visual art when I was younger, and then I got into writing, and once I was into writing, I was like, well, I don't care what I do for work as long as I can support myself yeah. and have time and energy to write, yeah. and sort of committing yourself to that lifestyle, and also, I, I mean, I was into, like, um, punk and hardcore music scenes yeah. and you know that's just like having a DIY aesthetic and yeah. so yeah. there's kind of yeah. like a way that you just like put your life together and you make it work Yeah. but um, and maybe you don't have those things that other people have or value but if right. I don't value them you know right, like right. the idea of getting married or having kids or right. like those kinds of things aren't for me important and yeah. um, but trying to find a meaningful way to live is yeah. and that's something that is this like I think the central struggle yeah. if, in my life and in my work and why I feel like I do move maybe because I'm like oh, okay right. this isn't working let me try something else um, right but, but connection is important to yeah you, isn't it because that's definitely something that's or not connection but like I mean obviously like not like the traditional maybe right you know security but there is a sense of like it seems like all the poems are trying to figure out like how to be able to be like, I don't know, like, open to people or yeah, something. Like, definitely. Um, like, like. Yeah, and I still, like, value, like, like yeah, friendships and relationships, wh- right, whether right. romantic or not, like, are right. definitely valued. Just, yeah. Um, not with that end goal or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Know, but, yeah. And I think as, I don't know, I think you kind of have to, at least for me, like, that life or whatever that I think as over the past, like, two or three years, um, 
it's kind of like you have to affirm it for yourself mm-hmm. more and more like less people as they like drop fall you know yeah. are going to be like yes you're doing the right thing like, you kind of have to be like you know like oh mm-hmm. i'm the only person who can say that i'm doing the right thing yeah like, um well- and actually, like, it's in the poem specifically, there is a moment, in part, like, my dad, he was born in a small town in Missouri, but then once he was five, he moved to Saginaw, where he lived the rest, where he still lives today. And so, um, he, there was, like, a weird, I, I think that they sometimes have, would have a hard time with me moving or going right, somewhere, right, right, like, right. but then, like, he, when I moved to Philadelphia, he's like, it's so amazing. He's like, yeah. I can't, like, you just up and do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, and, like, exactly. he, like, values it, yeah, and I'm yeah, like... Yeah. But it's because I don't have anything holding me anywhere. <laughs> you know, there's like two ways to yeah, look at it. Yeah, that. exactly. And I do like that I feel like I can just, you know, yeah. do the things I want to do. I, I mean, I can't totally do the things I want to do. Like, I would right. love to just, like, not work a job. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. Um, but that's good that you supported it. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a nice moment, you know, like it. I, would, I think I was like 34, about to be 34 when he told me that. So it took a long time yeah, to get yeah. there, but he got there. Okay. He still yeah. hates the tattoos, though. So. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I, I moved, growing up, I moved every one to three years oh, wow. until, high, until like high school. Yeah. Like my parents were moving around a lot. So then like since then, it's been like two years. Like even I went to two years of school mm-hmm. and then went abroad and yeah. then stopped for a while and then came back, you know, and then yeah. I was back in California for two years and then I came back here in November of 2016, so next month is about to be two years. And I'm kind of just How do you like, feel about it? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I definitely think that I'm kind of like, that's like my, I don't know, my main MO now. And it, so part of the problem with my parents or my siblings yeah. is like, it's almost like the, they're like, you gotta, you gotta get out of Philly, man. You gotta, you know, you gotta go somewhere. I'm like, what if I don't have to? You know, it's like I'm like fighting against yeah, like yeah. my, um, I don't know, my upbringing or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely feel like, I don't know, like, yeah, it's like new city, same shit. You know, like right. nothing, nothing's gonna. I don't know. I want to just try to be okay being in one place. Like that seems like the harder challenge. Right. Um, but, yeah, because yeah. you realize it's really your perspective, you know, yeah. like you yeah. can go into any city and, and make it a great time yeah. or not. And and obviously there are things that can make it more challenging and not necessarily how you choose to deal with that. Yeah. Um, which a lot of times for me, I'm like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's as valid to stay and work through it, you know. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like you're um, you have a sense of like a. I don't know, I want to say like literary, but just like creative community in Philly, or, or is that or is that something you try to cultivate in places you lived? Or I think um, I definitely like the, in some of the places I lived, I've tried to cultivate it. Here, it existed, and I was you know like yeah. there was a very active, lively, vibrant, yeah. diverse literary community communities yeah. here in Philly. Yeah, and so I mean before I moved to the city. I only I, I knew poets. I, I yeah. already knew poets here, okay. so I came in knowing people who nice. I either knew when I lived in New York that they would come up and read there, yeah. or um, had some, some of it is read when I was in Atlanta, or I've read places. I, I've I read in Philly before I ever moved gotcha. here. Um, maybe only like a year before. I, I was funny because I was here with no inkling at all that I would move here. Okay. And it was maybe not even a full year. It was maybe like six months or so before I wound up moving here. Gotcha. That I came and read. And it was my first time ever. Where did you read? 
Um, it was at a reading series called Jubilant Thicket that doesn't exist anymore, but it's it took place at Head House Books. Okay. Um, and kind of uh, a little bit south of South Street. Gotcha. Um, but it was great, and I had a lot of fun. Yeah. And talked to um, there's a poet here, Warren C. Longmire, who's a really wonderful poet. He read that night, and I'd never met him before. And I was talking to him, I remember then, about rents, because it's like a thing ever since I've lived in New York, you just immediately be like, so yeah. how, many, how much do things cost? Yeah, exactly, like, how exactly. livable is it here? <laughs> and at the time, he's like, oh, it's kind of great, because it's a little bit behind what's happening in other cities. Now I think it's like rapidly it? caught up and has maybe exceeded it yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, as yeah. far as the rates of how fast like rents have climbed gotcha, in certain yeah. areas. But Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the idea of trying to um, move around in a city as if you're, like, I feel like you can adopt a mode of, because, mm-hmm. yeah, because I think you're, there's, like, a sentiment of, like, if I don't keep moving, like, I'll die, Yeah. you know? But, like, what moving means can be different. Like, because yeah. sometimes I'm, like, I don't know, if you're not being out and engaged or moving through the city you're living in, then, like, right. what, what do you want to leave? Like, your apartment? Like, yeah, it's yeah. not really... I don't know. Yeah, and that's definitely a thing that happened to me when I lived in New York, where I was working so much and not making enough money to what really get What were you doing for work in New York? Um, I had a lot of retail jobs, and then I had some office jobs, but it'd be, like, low-level entry office, like, administrative assistant-type okay. jobs. Okay. And I regularly was doing... T- more than one job at a time okay. and it just got to a point where I, if I wasn't at work I was exhausted Yeah. and I wasn't going I wasn't taking um, I, w- I wasn't doing the things that you should live in New York to do you know yeah. like I wasn't going to openings I wasn't going to readings I wasn't yeah. seeing concerts you know like it was just like I was just like I'm going to sleep for 12 hours you know because I have the day off yeah. <laughs> and that was when I realized like it wasn't worth it like yeah. financially like it yeah. made no sense to continue actually it was like a gas bill that was suddenly like $500 and I was like <laughs> I was turning my gas almost off every day when I like the heat off when I yeah. went to work and still somehow in one month had like Jeez. a $400 gas bill I was like I don't understand <laughs> <You're out. laughs> I'm done you're yeah. and you're doing similar stuff like that now for work here um, I, I don't want to interrogate yeah you it's actually weird I, I got into communications and marketing work okay and in kind of a really weird way but I've been doing that kind of work in higher education for um I guess like eight years now that's what you're doing at SWAT yep I was doing that at sophomore I did it in Atlanta I moved to Atlanta for a job and and now I kind of have a career you know like it's um so it's like social media stuff I do social media and I also do web content writing and so just I, I do some like news type articles but yeah. a lot of just like Cranking landing pages websites and that gotcha. kind of thing okay um and yeah. i work for a college of medicine now um so and it has some medical practices so gotcha i have moved in the medical field which is new to me but, yeah um it's weird so unfortunately a thing that did change my life a bit is i got really sick in like 2009 and didn't um Right. Yeah. Um, around then, I think maybe 2010 ish, I started to just get really sick and I had to have all these tests done. And at the time, I was an adjunct um, English professor or, at a community college. And I needed uh, just to have these tests done, it was like thousands of dollars and I didn't yeah. have it. And so when I found out I needed to have surgery, I was like, well, shit, now I really need to. And this is before the Affordable Care Act, you know, like that stuff didn't exist yet. So I had no health insurance. And 
I wound up like I knew I had to get a full-time job and then just very fluky like one of my friends who worked in Atlanta reached out to me and was like hey we have this opening in my office I think you'd be good for it you should apply and then I went through like the whole official like hiring process or like you know process there and I got the job and that was in communications gotcha. and I had done a lot of that like in kind of um for like either I, I was doing a lot of freelance writing mm-hmm. and so some of the places I was writing for I was already doing some social media promotion okay. or different things and so I had experience but just not formally if that you know right, and I right, didn't have right, any right, formal right. training in that either right, right. but it worked out and now I've just been doing that and, and the big thing about why I kind of feel like even though I've been able to move, I don't move unless I have a job lined up because I can't not have health insurance because I yeah. have to have surgery every three to five years. Whoa. Um, for now, so yeah. That's crazy. So 2009. Yeah, I wound up moving in 2011. Like I, I was sick. It, it was a while before sick. I did. Yeah, yeah. That's when um, you, I think you mentioned that in the. Um, yeah. The, um, one of the phones. <laughs> I feel like, like yeah. a weird like voyeur into your canal. Like, okay, 2013. <laughs> right. Uh, um, that's wild. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I kind of feel like. So then you're able to keep your health okay with the help you. Yeah. 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 That's such a thing that changes a lot of the ways you look at stuff. Yeah. I'm kind of going through something like that right okay. now, where I'm getting it's like some. I was doing a lot of. Um, like this like construction freelance mm-hmm. construction stuff um like these really quick jobs that were like um building stuff and then also doing like bike del- bike delivery mm-hmm. stuff and just a lot of physical yeah. outdoor labor mm-hmm. just abusing myself yeah. and then i kept things and i had like eczema and stuff but then i, I just was suffering like this inflammation really really bad and i just kind of like plotted through this plotted through this past summer being like oh i don't have health insurance like this is just what's happening yeah pop some ibuprofens and then it got really bad and it kind of had yeah anyway mm-hmm. but then when something like that happens a lot of ideas about i don't know like i feel like i was in some like almost like I don't like the word libertarian because it's like there's an association with it, but kind yeah. of like I can, I'm all good by myself. I can right. do everything, you know. And then yeah. kind of being like, oh, this is why we have systems. Not to get too like political, right, or something, right, right. but yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, and I'm, that's kind of around the same time, late twenties. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of feel like I'm, I'm right there right now. Yeah, no, no, yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is get, like, what's going to happen? Yeah, I think yeah. this, is my, this is the point of uh, me wanting to talk to you. So how, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> we'll all have GoFundMes. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, damn. Well, that's good that you have, yeah. And then I've been, so then I'm kind of trying to pivot out of, that and there there are similar mm-hmm. avenues but you like doing that kind of work or, or or do you how do you feel like it are you able to keep up your your practice of your own writing yeah. like sometimes not to ramble on but i've been thinking that like that's sort of the angle i'm going on like mm-hmm. am i going to keep going doing random jobs or am i going to try to do something you know and then some people are like or people who you know write or whatever kind of like don't do anything in writing in your work because then you're not going to have any energy you know or whatever yeah. but how do you feel about that it's funny um because i i'm not very prolific and i've never been very prolific i don't write a lot um and when 
quality over quantity. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> when I um, when I took my current job, because it, it, my, my past few jobs have all had writing as a component, but not the main component. Okay. My current job, it's the main component. And I definitely have not been writing much since I've been in it. I've only been in it. It hasn't been a full year yet. Um, I... It... But it's weird because I don't know that it's really because of the job or right. it's just where I'm at right now in yeah. life. Like, I've, I've written a couple poems, and um, and I'm happy with them, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I'm definitely not writing very much. But I did, uh, like, I actually put together my third book manuscript this past year awesome. since I've been in this job. And that's just, like, taking poems that I've had, you know, and, like, trying to assemble them and put them together. And so, like, I'm, I'm still doing that type of work and um and you're doing some magazine thing right yeah um so i edit a poetry journal that with um my friend gabriella torres who we actually started this journal back in 2005 when we lived in new york city together um we both went to we met at school we went to grad i went to grad school there and um uh, the new school the new school awesome um and it's funny and we, we tried to work for the school's magazine, and then we decided we didn't. We'd just rather do our own. Nice. So that's how the mag, our magazine started. But we did like a print version for three years, okay. and then we just realized like we were just paying, like supporting it ourselves, which we were both pretty poor, and right. so it didn't make sense. We, it was unsustainable. So you're just doing it online. So we, now? yeah, uh, but we actually like stopped for a long time, and gotcha. we just brought it back. So that's awesome. Yeah. And do you feel a sense of um, when you're not or? Do you feel like you need to be writing more, or do you feel okay with... You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. sometimes you're just locking yourself away and you're cranking stuff out for yourself. Right. It doesn't seem that productive, you know, yeah. or, or depending on what you're trying to do with it. Yeah, right? I mean, it's kind of funny because the, the Chapek Philadelphia, that's probably the weirdest thing I've written. Like, I wrote it so intensely and so yeah. quickly, and I, would, I wrote a lot of it on my phone, just in my nice. notes, and... It, it was a thing where I just wrote every day, and it would be, I, but I would be out doing things, and I'd be like, "Oh, let me write down like five lines or something," you know. And it feels like that. It yeah. feels so in the world, and, mm-hmm. and like, anyway. Yeah, yeah. and there were it, it was a little bit longer, but like some of the sections didn't deserve to be there, so gotcha. I took those out. But I had this idea. I thought, "Oh, this is going to be like a full book or something," and then there, for some reason, it just like stopped one day, and I gotcha. couldn't get back into it. Um, it feels self-contained. It feels really self-contained, though. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but it's rare that I work like that, and okay. a lot of times when I'm not writing, I, I also do book reviews, um, yeah. and I there are times in my life when I was a very avid book reviewer, and now... Poetry books generally? Mostly poetry, but I've done fiction and nonfiction, cool. um, and I've written for a variety of places, um, most recently, I'm, although it's been a while, um, Hyperallergic, okay. which is an arts website, and um, the fanzine. Yeah. Um, but it's probably been a... Uh, it's been a while since I've even done a book review, and and I, I and I think for a long time, if there were times when I wasn't writing, I felt like, well, I'm still writing, not writing poetry or creative work, but I'm doing the book reviews. Yeah. Um, and now I haven't like figured out how to. I haven't been doing that lately. Yeah. Um, and I keep thinking, oh, I want to get back into it, and I will request books from publishers, and I'll get them with the best of intentions to actually yeah. review them, and then I haven't been doing it. So. <laughs> That's interesting. It's like. You're either out, out and about writing down stuff, or you're writing a book review, which is sort of like, uh, 
I mean, it feels like there's like an inherent like collab, not collaborative element, but yeah, it's like you're writing for some, mm-hmm. I don't know, versus. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I speak. I think another another reason why I was uh, became really obsessed with this chapbook was so it covers like three months, mm-hmm. and like that same year, 2014, from March to June, um, I was like walking, um, mm-hmm. and I had all this stuff about the time walking. It was like just about three months too. It's like the same. Mm-hmm. But it was the spring of that year, and I was working on trying to shape it into something mm-hmm. like digestible. But it was like there's so much you pack into like 20 pages, yeah. <laughs> and there's such a so like it was almost like this barometer of like look how much is said in this few words. How can you? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so definitely, there's something to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I definitely, um, when I was in grad school, I had this great class that Maggie Nelson taught. That, no way. Yeah, she was my Love thesis Maggie advisor. I was very no spoiled when I was there. Yeah, it was the last year that she taught there was when I was there. So, wow. Um, but she had a class that was on, um, like, loquaciousness and silence. And so, like, these two modes of writing where you could either be, like, really condensed and concise in your words or just being extremely wordy. Yep. And how frequently in the things that we read, being wordy was regularly not saying a whole lot but using a lot of language. And not in a bad, like, that's not a bad thing at all. Um, And then the concise things were frequently just saying so much. And, like, it was my first time ever reading Paul Ceylon, who is now, like, who became, like, my favorite poet. and. Um, and he's just like sort of a master of having like really small, tight, condensed poems that are just like amazing with how much they say. You know, you know what's so funny is right now I'm also rereading some Maggie Nelson. Mm-hmm. A part of it is because I have this weird. I'm I'm also reading the Nausgaard series, <laughs> the, and that's the epitome of mm-hmm. the Carl Nausgaard series yeah, yeah, of yeah. like long, long yeah. rambling stuff, but I can't let that seep into my brain too much, so I have to keep coming back and reading Maggie Nelson also, <laughs> and it'll often be like 20 pages versus like three pages of Maggie Nelson back yeah. and forth, but I heard that, I was in a podcast with her recently, and I think the new thing she's writing on freedom, I, I think, oh, well. which is something that you talk about a lot. Yeah, no, I'd be too. very interested in that. It's yeah. apparently longer, though. Hmm. I think she said it's going to be like two or three hundred pages or oh, something, well. so interesting. Um, yeah. And an intense time to be writing about freedom. Right. Um, yeah. Do you have, I think I wrote down, like, what does freedom mean to, <laughs> to, to Gina Myers now? Because you keep bringing it up and then mm-hmm. you say what it isn't. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think that's, that's a corny question. Right. I, I think it's easier it's okay to define it by what it isn't than yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, it, it, you know, a, a corny answer means different things to different people you know <laughs> and I don't know what it means to me but I know when I'm not feeling it if yeah. that you know um, I think it isn't just moving every time you feel like you need right to move. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I think it isn't that yeah or that's what it's kind of so yeah there's um you know this whole idea that like hitting the road and I, I mentioned that in this poem yeah. is like that you know the road is a symbol of freedom in America and actually like way back in undergrad wrote a paper on that you know just the like, symbolism symbolism of the road and yeah. like various forms of literature whether it's movies or books or yeah. whatever um as like the idea of escape yeah and i don't think i believe that because i feel like there's freedom in community yeah and um 
where escape feels very alone and individual, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to do with this whole, like, I don't know, like, walking thing. Where it's like, every book about walking or traveling is so romanticized and whatnot. It's like, this actually got pretty shitty after a while, or, or yeah. whatever. Or it's just like, just trying to look at it really clearly mm-hmm. of what what um, what the road yeah, where, where did you walk when you did this? I, I, I left Philly. I finished school in 2013, and then I, I started walking. I was going to try to walk to California, and I made it to like Colorado. Yeah, and then I was just burnt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I stopped. <laughs> um, but um, so it was uh, uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Missouri, mm-hmm. um, and then through St. Louis. Yeah. Right before Ferguson. Oh wow! A month before. Yeah. But I didn't know, but I did walk through Illinois, and everyone just kept saying, don't walk through, don't walk through St. Louis, don't walk through St. Louis, and then we did. <laughs> it was a Sunday morning, it was mellow. Um, and then uh, all the way through Kansas, Kansas is what broke me. Yeah. <laughs> I got to Colorado, and I was like... People have a hard time driving through yeah, Kansas, exactly. I hear. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, so, um, but definitely exploring those ideas of, like, mm-hmm. what is... Road. <laughs> yeah, I do have like a dream, and it's like not because of being on the road, although I do enjoy long drives. Um, but I do have a dream of like someday being able to have time off of like an extended time off of work and be able to go on like a cross country road trip because that's something I've never done. Oh, and Lord, there's yeah. a lot of I, I feel like I've, I've traveled a fair amount, I've seen a good part of the country, yeah. but there's a lot I haven't seen. I've never yeah. been to the desert, yeah. you know, just things like I like I would love to be able to just go and stop and a big part of that for me is like to meet people yeah. like to see what these towns yeah. are like or whatever yeah, um, yeah. But, that's yeah. another lesson with the with the with the, um, with the walking stuff I was working on like, things only get interesting when I encounter somebody otherwise it's very repetitive yeah yeah um, um, yeah. yeah I think the south the desert the southwest is sort of like my version of I don't know the place I would like want to run, <laughs> run to yeah um yeah. Yeah, because you talk about the dream of going and never stopping. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have that intellectual dream still of like some creative mode where I can feel like I'm constantly creating. Yeah. You know, like moving internally. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But I think also. I don't know. I keep feeling like, I'm like, all right, dude, you're 27. Like, all oh, your little, like, it's time to lock down, you know? And then I, and then I keep being like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think saying less is also something that I'm coming to realize. I was, and that was another thing. I never really, I always kind of looked at poetry a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then when I was reading your stuff, I felt it felt so readable and I don't know it felt so not readable it seems like it just felt like not what I think of poetry yeah. you know what I mean and then it was leading me like oh this is just very intentional writing mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what kind of so then you, Paul, was there people that's so crazy yeah. you had Maggie Nelson in here yeah. that's, a mind, that's just mind blowing I've been thinking about her a lot her work a lot recently yeah. um, are um, there specific people that you were really yeah. inspired by growing up or um, early on the poets who I'm like most into would be what's considered the New York School okay. poets, and they sort of get broken down by generations. And the second generation was very important to me, but in the first generation, it was a poet, James Schuyler, okay. and he's probably the biggest influence on my work ever. And Eileen Miles actually um, worked for Schuyler 
and he's gotcha. definitely an influence on her work. Gotcha. And so, um, and I, I find I'm very in, also inspired and influenced by Eileen's work. Um, yeah. And yeah, that reading and just that, mm-hmm. that. and she's a New York school poet. Gotcha. She's, consider- she's in that world. Would, um, would the New York school? I've heard that term used. Yeah. Would, would it be kind of like a more not to undercut it with like two simple phrases, mm-hmm. but sort of like a not conversational, but definitely sort of like an ex- yeah, yeah. Like an ex- um, Frank both. O'Hara was yeah, one of the earliest okay. people, and he said. There's, you know, he just has a line where it's like um, writing poetry is like talking on the phone to your friend or oh, something like that. that. I and, love that. Yeah. Um, but it also like the especially the first generation, they were all very like well educated, and a lot of them in a very classical ways. So like yeah. John Ashbery. It, it's interesting. Like the people who get pointed to as usually the first generation are pretty all different from each other. But yeah. it's like John Ashbery, Frank O'Hara, Kenneth Koch, James Schuyler, Barbara Guest. Okay. Um, and they, uh, they, they were sort of known for being conversational, but yeah. also being really understanding references and knowing, you know, also being almost, and I don't like these terms, but highbrow and lowbrow, exactly. like where they brought both together. And so you could be talking very casually and you could be at a baseball game or riding the subway or drinking a Coca-Cola. Yeah. Ted Bergen, only it was Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi. Um, but mentioning being at a MoMA exhibit or the, right. you know, like, ha- or just structuring your poem in a way that maybe recalls a classic yep. poem that yep. a lot of people don't know or recognize. Like, you know. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I feel like I was, yeah, reading a lot of Bolaño and his short stories yeah. often feel like a guy just telling you a story. Mm-hmm. And that was a major, yeah. I just like, you know, lost my cigarette. <laughs> you need to. I'm, I'm going to try to find it because it's just too weird how Right. It's, <laughs> It like went in a crack or something. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's burning anything. It was a sign. It was a sign. Focus in. Word. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely a major hole in my read. Or I don't know. I, I, I. Yeah, that makes sense. That that those are your influences, and I think it's like pretty basic of me to have such a crude or a, a, a shallow understanding no, of poetry no. for so long, no. No, 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 where no. it was like it's not about being cryptic or something, yeah. you know? It's right. About, um, words. So then, what are you, what are you working on now? And <laughs> is there's such a sense of like, yeah, I don't know, place and it's just like place and time mm-hmm. is. Philadelphia this time frame I love right. that and is that I don't know or, yeah that's kind of the thing I do I tend to do is like very much write about place and time yeah I'm just like making my way through it um and so I have poems like my last book hold it down it's like there's almost like a Saginaw section and an Atlanta section and maybe some Brooklyn poems or something you know it's like it's just kind of funny that like they're all there. That. yeah that's and then is that carrying over to what you're doing now or yeah, um, if I can say I'm writing right now. <laughs> okay, or, or, or you're saying you're compiling, yeah. compiling a project? So I have a, yeah, I have a new book of, like, ideally, um, I, I have a manuscript that yeah. I will hopefully find a publisher for, but it is, it has the, this, the Philadelphia poems in it. Cool. Most of the work in it is from 
it, it, it was written when I was here in Philadelphia. There's one piece in it that I actually did in collaboration with a photographer nice. that's based on Saginaw, uh, my own town. So it pairs images with text. Um, yeah. I think I just saw some, was it 7 by 7 some magazine that does just accepts collaborations oh, yeah. with photographers. And I like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like with the internet now, it's sort of like creating the most appealing thing. Or I don't know, do you still, do you still feel a sense of like fidelity to, to books, to the physical book? Uh, not at all. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. like I, I'm very much like, you know, obviously like a, editing an online journal, right, I, I'm always exactly. happy to publish in online places because right. I think that it reaches a wider audience yeah. than a print publication does. And yeah. um, there's still something about, for some reason, like having to have a book and I don't, you know, yeah. um, and so that's, you know, I'm working on trying to get a book, but right, right, um, right. yeah, it's definitely changing things. I mean, I, I like, especially something like Philadelphia, which is only like a hundred copies were made. Oh, wow. And now it's just gone. Yeah. They always talked about putting it online, putting it online, but they haven't yet, so I don't know if that's still going to happen. But I'm like, yes, please put it online, because I would love for people to be able to see it, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's part of why it would go into another book. But then again, that would still be a print publication. Right, 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 you right. not get your hands on, so. Yeah. I think, I mean, books are still great, because they wind up in libraries and, yeah, yeah. you know, other ways that people can get them. Yeah. But... I, I definitely personally prefer to read poetry from books. Like, yeah. even though I, I, and I read online journals and stuff, but like if I want to read a collection of an author, I want a print copy. Totally. Um, and I regularly, as a reviewer or former reviewer, I do get PDFs of things. Yeah. And I actually like sneak printing them off at work yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, because I, I just <laughs> can't read them on the screen and like a, and really like get into it. But I know other people can and that they have certain tools that they use where they yeah. can like annotate and mark things up and yeah. I just don't know what that is I totally, guess and I totally. just haven't gone there um yeah yeah I, I think not being too precious about the books are good but I also feel like I mean obviously it's like a book podcast so. <laughs> um, <laughs> right but book yeah I'm yeah. in a book club right now and like some people like when we meet um, like a reading club, you know, like, yeah. um, some people got it from their library. Some people got the digital version right. from their library. Some people have book, you know, like yeah. it, it just like people read however they read. What are you reading right now? Um, we're doing Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye, okay. which I've never read. So yeah. I'm excited. I haven't read uh, we haven't, I, I haven't started reading it yet. Got we're you. meeting early December, so I have time. But yeah. <laughs> and there are, are there other, okay. Yeah. I'm like, I guess you're yeah, the, I was gonna ask. If there's things you're reading lately that are yeah. Actually... Um, there's a new book of poetry by Wendy Trevino called Cruel Fiction. It's her first book, and it's amazing. Awesome. Um, it's on um, oh my God, Commune Editions, okay. which is kind of a great sort of anarchist press. Nice. Um, and the work is amazing. Like she's a an activist, very smart, um, writes a lot of sonnets, but in like a non-traditional way, yeah. um, which is what my favorite poet, Ted Berrigan, he did that cool. too. Um, I'm going to listen back to all these and get all the names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I, and I'm only, good. I haven't finished reading Wendy's book. I'm like partway through it, but I'm like, I, 
I would recommend it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I feel like all, I don't know, just encountering your stuff and even hearing you articulate it more, it's like sort of clarifying a lot of stuff that I kind of know deep down about the point of stuff or something like, I don't know, being engaged with the world first and foremost, whatever that means, but mm-hmm. I, you know, and then sort of, I don't know, not getting kind of bogged down in some sort of like rat race mindset. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of, yeah, maybe not even just writing writing less and writing shorter or something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I always joke, and it's not true at all, but I, and I found myself saying this once in front of a classroom when I was asked to, like, speak to people, and I'd be like, oh, poetry's easy, you could just write it on a napkin when you're at the bar, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I was like, so I don't that, really mean that, because it's actually not that easy, but yeah. there are times when I do believe it is, um, yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, uh, you said, like, take poetry out of the classroom and yeah. the streets. I want to see if I can just look at my notes real quick. Sure. Um, yeah. I feel like I should, or we, we should read some of your I have, I brought a copy. Awesome. I brought it just a pronoun. So. Yeah. We're like out here in the dark now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, like I said, I gave my copy. I love the last page. I love every page of this. Um, yeah. You want to read from the last page? Sure. You want to talk about? <laughs> what is it that I'm looking oh, whoa that's not the words <laughs> what is it that I'm waiting for not a thing that I know maybe to feel at home here or anywhere today I priced flights to Michigan but they were too expensive skim job ads she said people don't want to get too close because I always leave or maybe I'm never fully here it's the little thin things and I try to see them, but sometimes I can't. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So. Just that sense of like waiting for a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> waiting, waiting. Yeah. I think too, like, I, I mean, it's kind of thing because you mentioned this also, where you're like, oh, you're looking for things right after you move to Philly. And it's like, it's sort of that weird feeling of like, did I make a huge mistake by moving here? Like, maybe I shouldn't have moved here, and maybe I should just go home. I like to that's Detroit, what you were feeling then? Go. That's what I was feeling, yeah. yeah. And that's why I'm like, what, you know, even though I'd been here two months or whatever, yeah. like, just feeling like, ah. Oh. Um, but then I got over it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And how do you feel like you're, I don't know, being able to feel at, at home? Do you have, like, yeah. I don't know. Do you feel... <laughs> I keep asking. I yeah. keep asking the same question. <laughs> but I just feel like... I don't know. It's just it's just such a relevant thing. I yeah. think also when I was just reading this, I was feeling... I was also... Yeah. I feel like before I came here, I had lived um, two years in California. The first year right after I finished walking. And I just 
went back to, to, to where I went to high school and like worked at a bakery and then I lived in Oakland for a year with like a, a ex-partner and just kind of like and then um, and then I and then, and then I had this van <laughs> I'm literally the most stereotypical like 20-something male of my you know this time but I had a van and I was working up in like the weed weed world yeah. for a little bit and like running around in the van and then I drove it out here mm-hmm. that's right when I came here so and I felt like there was a thing like with Ex or just in general, like if you if you're like a, if you have like a van that you could literally leave anytime, yeah. like how's any how are, is anyone gonna like trust you? <laughs> you're like oh, you're, you can literally just leave tomorrow, right? Like, right you know, right. like so I was just feeling that so much, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. But then getting like very very uh, sick the past couple months, like yeah. being unable to do anything has definitely been like. Yeah, I want a stable shelter. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's also hard sometimes to be away from, like, if you don't feel like you have a support system or something, yeah. and you are sick. Yeah. Um, that's real. That can be really hard. You oh know? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you feel, I guess you already said, you're feeling pretty good here. Yeah, I feel uh, totally at home here. I've made. What's it's really kind of funny is, I, I mean, I have a lot of friends who are poets here, but. And the, but they were the only people I knew before I moved here. But then I moved here and I made like this whole other community yeah. of friends, and it's just been great. And they're close to you know I consider them family. Yeah. My parents came out to visit the summer. I had like a big dinner where like twelve people came, you know, just yeah. to meet my parents. Yeah. <laughs> like, Do you have siblings? I have an older brother, and he lives in the suburbs of Detroit. He he also moved a bit like after he finished school. Um, he was in Memphis for a while, um, in Indiana, outside of South Bend, and yeah. then in Florida for a long time yeah. before going back to Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, and he's married and has, like, kids, and so my parents have grandkids to, like, babysit all the time. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, are you, um, yeah, are, are you, like, do you, I, I don't want to ask anything like, too personal, yeah. but, like, is there like do you feel like being or are you like in in like a relationship or does that help you feel like yeah you can say if I'm just oh yeah no, two no. personal questions um, yeah no, I've been dating someone for four months and okay. it's been really good and that definitely helps is it necessary like, to be in a relationship it, to be able to feel at home I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know I don't think that's true um <laughs> yeah. I since I've been in Philly I had like two longer relationships by which they didn't either of them lasted a year you know but like close to a year and they felt serious especially when you get to be like a certain age you kind of know like oh i'm not gonna waste my time you know you know like there's just like it's not like i'm yeah like looking to settle down but just like oh i know if i like someone or not and like if you like someone then it's yeah like um so i had like two serious relationships like within the first two years of living here and then, basically, for the next two years, until a couple months ago, I didn't um, date anyone. Um, I, I, like, casually dated. I'd go out sure. with someone for, like, a month or something. Sure. And um, So it's, and like I said, this is only, it's been four months, but it's it's very good and feels yeah. very real and positive and, you know. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that definitely, like, it, it's funny because I, I did go home um, to... Michigan in just in September 
And anytime I'm there, it's always hard because I feel like a pull. Like, I love Detroit. I really love Detroit. And there, one day I was there, I had friends who were coming from out of town and they missed their flight. And I was just in Detroit, like, by myself for the day. And I went to a bar and just was talking to a couple who were traveling through, like, they were actually doing cross-country road trip through the United States. Nice. They're from Europe. And, um, and then met other random people and, like, the bartender, you know, and just kind of, yeah. like, had this, like, great experience. And a, a lot of people are very friendly in Detroit. Yeah. And, you know, and I was just like, oh, man, it's just home. Like, it feels like I should be here. Um, but, you know, then no jobs. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are jobs in Detroit. I don't think any that I'm qualified for. Yeah. Because I kind of have a high-tech workforce. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, well, that's good that you have that home base yeah. and also I don't know I feel like I just have such a complex of like feeling like everybody like like especially as like it's getting colder and like cuffing season is commencing like I'm like literally everybody I know is like in a relationship except mm-hmm. for me like, but then I'm like my solitude will <laughs> more truth you know what I mean and like I don't know like, yeah, yeah. like that's probably bullshit um, no I think you know I I was always like a pretty serial monogamous person and then at some point in my life I realized like I could be alone and be happy you yeah, know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's the way <laughs> yeah and so I, I, I but I you know it probably took me a while you know like a while to get there a while, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and then and then only when you're <laughs> this kind of stuff you start talking about it, it just devolves into it devolves into like the, the worst platitudes like yes once you work on yourself then you can be you're open ready, to other people like what am I saying <laughs> um, but that's the weird thing about platitudes sometimes they're like oh that's true yeah um, yeah yeah I think it's also just a weird time I don't know mm-hmm. now for yeah Everything. It's like there's so much, yeah. It's, it's like, how is it? How does one? I don't know. Do we want to go there <laughs> into like the current political climate? Maybe yeah, not. Maybe yeah. not. I, I, or I don't know. Like, yeah. It's just like. Yeah. How does one do anything right now? Yeah. Especially. Yeah. How does one like? But I, I definitely think like, especially for me, or I don't know, like a male person who isn't. I don't know if that's anything to do with being in a relationship or not, but I feel like feel like not. If you're in like a relationship, then you at least have like one person affirm you'd be like, yeah, you're you're good. You're, yeah. you're, you know, like you're doing. Okay. But like I don't know. It's like it's like there's sort of an impulse to just cut yourself off from everything, and I think there is that is like where there's like this reverse really bad energy mm-hmm. in the culture. I think from like the male side of like people who are just like in some kind of like isolated for, I don't know I think that uh, like the males are definitely not the victim I was gonna say I think like that idea of like community or like freedom through community is like what's big so, you know like yeah um, having connection having other people so it's not like a partner who has to like validate you or that or that you need validation you know whatever um, I think that's the idea that I have when I was jabbing at my like 
joking about being like, oh, well, if I'm by myself, like, then I'll have more, whatever. Yeah. But what the, the true element of that is, like, this feeling of, like, being forced to find more sources for whatever baseline affirmation you need to, mm-hmm. like, be okay. Or I don't know, or just right. be forced to cultivate a, a community, mm-hmm. a wider community or something. Yeah. Like, emailing people <laughs> about <laughs> their books and be like, yeah. oh, maybe they won't talk to you about it. <laughs> um, yeah. But... But you also said that, yeah, I guess not every relationship has to be um, kind of really isolating. No, for sure, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to, like, take it to a more personal level. <laughs> Just, like, I don't know. Um, word. Yeah, what else, where else is there to go? Sports. I like how you talk about sports a lot. It seems to be an indication of, like what you were talking about the highbrow mm-hmm. lowbrow or even just like I think it came right after like accepting accepting your insignificance mm-hmm. and then you can start writing something interesting and then it's like then I was at the Phillies game or whatever yeah, it was yeah. you know and like but I also feel like I've been having a lot of feelings of to what feel what sometimes feels like um, incompatible sides of mm-hmm. like my interests or even like music stuff and like rap stuff and then like sport and like or I don't know and then like literary stuff but I think also they don't have to be discreet perhaps yeah but sometimes it feels like even with like places to submit to and stuff Mm -hmm. there are like there is sort of polar polarity to it do you feel do you feel like that or how do you go about submitting stuff yeah it's interesting because I I definitely feel like all those things can and should go together you know yeah Um, seems like the point yeah yeah. (laughs) and I, what I have sort of discovered and have been okay with over the years is that different types of poetry come in and out of fashion at times. Yeah. And that my work, what I do, is maybe not in fashion. And I'm okay with that because it's the work I do. What and do you I'm think like, is in fashion, though? That's a tough question. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know... And do you think, when you say you're... Are you talking about the highbrow, lowbrow element of it, or...? Um, I think more like the casual tone or something or like I think the that isn't. direct I think you think that it is? is. Okay. I think that is. Yeah, I, I think what happens is like things get so clicky. Exactly. So that, who knows what we're Right. And and so from. there's something like um what what in this like term has not it, it, you know, there's been a lot of problems with it, but like there's that like alt poetry. Right. Um very direct, straightforward exactly. writing. And but I don't think of my work there. If that, why, why, how, um, because I think there was like an the sort of irony. Yep, it's exactly that. And thing. things, and not the sincerity. But or you have, like that. Yeah. but your tone is the accessibility of it is mm-hmm. within that. Right, and, and so it, I, and, and there are poets who I definitely like. Um, I just blurbed um, Laura Theobald's book um, that just came out. That is like what my hair says about me, or what my hair says about you. I, okay. I, 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 I like should know the title um but and it's like really smart and funny direct straightforward and you feel like you know the author and understand the world view and i love it like it's not like a bad thing you you know and so but i also feel like it's it's working on a different level than my work is working on and that that the places that publish her might not publish me but maybe maybe they both you know um because it's more in the outline where it's more there's more ironic element to it, or? Um, 
Yeah, like maybe my work. It, it's funny, like I I think my your work, work seems sorry to cut you off. Yeah, your work feels earnest where th- where places go, but it never it never feels sentimental or mm-hmm. like cloying Thanks. or anything like that. Thank you. And it feels like. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's where things are. I feel like how how gnarly things are getting in the culture right now. Yeah. I don't think anyone has any room for like, kind of, in their brain just yeah, for yeah. like a finger pointing like meh irony. Mm-hmm. I really don't like. And I feel like I don't know. Or even like like you said, everyone has their little bubbles, and like the little mm-hmm. bubble I'm kind of like in is like I I feeling like they're this really, um, or maybe just what I've been most mm-hmm. excited by is like um poetry that or writing that feels conversational mm-hmm. accessible but then also and then i feel also like a lot of like writers who are like really railing against the idea of like or like i don't know like like this guy bud smith i've been reading mm-hmm. a lot of stuff i don't know if you know i do know Bud. yeah and then it's like you know he has a book work and he just like wrote this wall he's like working his construction job yeah. like on his phone you know mm-hmm. or or the other time I heard uh, the <laughs> I feel like such a noob with like my poetry and knowledge <laughs> but that's you know the New York school yeah the context in which I heard that was on a podcast it was um, this like young kid who put out a book Joseph Grantham um, but he it, but it was like the same thing of this feeling of like accessible but uh, yeah not like actually mm-hmm. haven't read his book so I don't know yeah, but the way he's talking about it was like just about like focusing on like your relationships and like the world you know mm-hmm. like I don't know yeah I mean and, and maybe it is coming back and maybe that's a good thing for me yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think you know there, there's a lot of work that I, I read and appreciate that's very different than what I do and um you know, so, like, whether it's, like, experimenting with forms or being interested in, like, overly lyric work or something, right. or, or overly experiment, not overly, but um, right. but with experimental work or right. something, and that there are all these places that publish, you know, certain, like, like these things um, yeah. that I, and I'm not saying, like, what was me by any means, but that right. I'm very particular when I submit work places. Like, I look at the publications. Absolutely. I figure out, do I think this is right. a good fit? And not just like, because frequently some of my favorite journals, I'm like, oh no, like I love this journal, but, but it it's not fit. like the right fit for my work. And right. I think like when it comes to submitting, like just sort of having that awareness is good. Um, and then sometimes you just get surprised where you feel like, man, I can't believe that journal rejected me. But then the same poem gets taken somewhere else, you right, know, and right, it's just right. kind of a funny thing. Yeah, That's just part of the part It's of part the of it. And, and you it. have to not be... Like, being rejected is, like, not a big deal at all, right. because when, like, I edit this journal, we we publish about 20 people an issue. Yeah. We, we have, like, 300 submissions, you know? Yeah. And at that point, like, it gets to a point at the end where the ones that don't get in, that could, you know, they could as easily be in as something else right. that's, right. you know, that we accepted. And, and are you guys doing, like, a reading to, like, commemorate it, or...? <laughs> Um, we don't or have I guess anything. not, because you're probably getting stuff from all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We definitely do, like, we do tend to have a lot of uh, Philly people, or, um, but um, Gabrielle is actually based in Iowa right now. Gotcha. Um, she's gonna she's going to come out. school there? Or? No, she gotcha. she's from there originally, okay. and she's lived around a lot of places and um, decided she wanted to go back to be near her parents and yeah. stuff. But, um, 
yeah, so we don't have anything coming up around that. But we always talk about it, that, like, her coming out to Philly and us doing an event here. That's but awesome. we haven't done it. Um, yeah. Do you feel like the everything that's going on in the... Really, I feel like we're going to allude, we're going to allude to the current culture, like whatever's going on, just to timestamp it. We don't need to like get into that. <laughs> but I don't know. Is that affecting how how you're able to write, or are you able to write? Yeah. I guess it would be different. Yeah, us. I mean, definitely. I think that. I mean, there's stuff that you have in that poetry thing that feels really relevant to what's going on in, yeah. in your book. That, Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've always thought my work as being very political. Yeah, and, absolutely, yeah. Um, and just in a basic way that, like, everything is political, like, yeah. in my daily life. And yeah. um, and so that will always work its way in and yeah. out of, you know, and through my work. And it's almost overwhelming now, like, yeah. how much is going on. But yeah. I think that is hard to for me to wrestle with yeah um absolutely yeah yeah i think i had i think i had a week a couple a couple weeks ago where i just decided well yeah it was it was a Kavanaugh week but i was just like mm-hmm. i'm gonna try to be i think my civic duty right now is to try to like engage myself as fully with everything I can to know everything I can as much as possible yeah. for this week. I don't think that was a good idea. It was, it was a debilitating <laughs> move. But I kind of came back to the Word documents after that. Yeah. I was like looking at all my stuff and I was just like, how can I even take any of this seriously? Like how self-absorbed is this? You know, or like yeah. how can I take any of this seriously? And especially, I don't know, I've just been thinking about that a lot. Like how, how can, how does someone like me or whatever not that we should reduce ourselves to like whatever however we appear or something like that or I don't know mm-hmm. like even right yeah. right now like I don't know yeah I mean I think that um, everyone has a story to tell and everyone like writing is a form of entertainment it's a form of art and not there, there are varying views on this right some people are like the only poetry now could be like only poetry could be political right now and like that's just not true many types of poetry can and should continue to exist Um, that kind of reminds me of the the line (laughs) i feel like over the over the couple years since i've had your topic got like low-key like memorized but um (laughs) the line where it's like i don't know you're talking about like you know how how much of an asshole do i have to do i yeah just move to philly and be able to write a book about philly Mm -hmm. but then it's like oh i'm just writing a story yeah that's that's a very comforting thing to because okay. I have that yeah. feeling a lot, and I think that's an antidote to getting really overwhelmed mm-hmm. with everything that's going on. Yeah. Well, it feels like everything, but it's still also whatever like weird rabbit hole vantage point that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to be able to keep acting and keep moving is like, oh, I just I only have my story. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a really good series of poems. Um, I haven't seen all of them, but the ones that have been published by Henny. Abdera Cub, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Um, that's called something like, How Can Black People Write About Flowers at a Time Like This? Which is something that he witnessed at a reading. Like, he, people behind him said that about someone who was just reading these amazing poems that yeah. happened to have flowers in them. Yeah. Like, how could they do that? You know, <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. and so he wrote a whole series called that. Um, yeah. It's pretty powerful. Um, yeah. But I think that, you know, it just gets to the point, like, you can, you know, 
always write about anything, and like yeah. writing serves a lot of different purposes. It's not sure. just one thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough thing. I think I I was kind of railing against the idea of everything needing to be political, whereas like, or or, or yeah, I was. But then I went to a reading uh, like last week, and it was kind of like a politically oriented reading, mm -hmm. and there was an element of like, I don't know, if if the writing is not, if the writing feels in, too insulated, you know, like just about flowers, it feels like kind of, yeah, I, I, basically I was, I felt like the political element of it gave it a sense of being really engaged in the world. Mm -hmm. I think it's just maybe, I don't know, uh, I think like, yeah, I guess my, my, my whole debate now with, like, how do I write about stuff is, like, especially, like, someone who's, like, I guess, like, I mean, I'm half I'm Japanese and I was born in Tokyo, but, like, a white passing mm -hmm. male, <laughs> hetero male, mm -hmm. it's, like, both options of, like, anything that feels like, I don't know, saying the right things feels like it devolves into virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. And and then kind of the other angle of like I'm gonna just show go into like the most gnarly elements of myself feels kind of like icky. Like mm -hmm. why would you want to put a reader through like? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't right. know. Do you have any ideas about that? I think I mean. If oh, like poor me. I can't like write about my. <laughs> I right, know. right. Um, I think just like sort of going to like whatever the sort of authentic. Yeah sense of yourself is you know or like whatever your authentic what you feel like is your authentic okay. writing voice yeah maybe not get bogged down in like how yeah maybe not on a first draft and then on a second sure, draft sure, you can sure. like and, yeah. and sensibility, you know, I was talking about. Um, what are the optics of these words um, yeah yeah maybe it's just time to read stuff although I've also been feeling like it's like I think you said like yeah like I, you know, I thought I could find freedom in a book. I definitely feel like I'm feeling that feeling a lot. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, I think there's just so long where I was like, oh, I always got my books, you know? And then, like, when the books stop meeting, you're like, oh, fuck. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, you know? Like, yeah. I'm feeling that a little bit, too. Like, yeah. Anyway, how are you doing? We've been going in for a good amount of time. Yeah. Um, awesome. <laughs> the obligatory 60 minute nice uh, <laughs> um, yeah so you're in Philly you're working job that is good pays my bills yep. pays your bills <laughs> gives me health insurance and you got the journal so yep. you figured it out <laughs> staying, staying in one place you figured some things out yeah um, for now yeah yeah Awesome. Um, and then, how, is it is the journal uh, annual, biannual, or um, biannual? Yeah. Annual? Yep. So we, we aim. We were a little late this fall, but we try to have an issue every September and every April. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So we're already open and accepting submissions for our next one. Sweet. Sweet. Um, great. Yeah. Is there anything else you go into? What do you think? I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you. Yeah. Doing Thank this. you for having me. <laughs> awesome. All right. Signing out. <laughs>